Welcome back to Consuming the Craft Podcast. I'm with here with a very special guest once again, John. And I paused there because <laughs> I've never been able to pronounce your last name. We always called you Laser. Lazarovich. So, or Lazarovich if you're across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> Lazarovich is yeah. how they pronounce it in oh, Europe? Yeah, over there. For in the Slavic areas. Okay. So you're Yugoslavian, something like that? Uh, yeah, Lithuanian, one of those Baltic states over there. Okay. My heritage is. Eastern I'm, I'm American. No, well, so, no, you were born and raised here. But <laughs> yeah. um, that being said, you're with Turgwa Brewing Company Turgwa now Brewing in Hendersonville, Company. North they're, Carolina. They're actually in Fairview. I live in Hendersonville. Okay. So they're in Fairview. So it's quite a commute. But it is. How many four, minutes? 40 minutes to get there and back. But. Okay. So you graduated uh, with the class of 20. I want to say 21. 20, 2021. That sounds that right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Because we, it seems like I'm in some sort of seems weird longer time that. frame. Well, the yeah. pandemic screwed everything up. Yeah, that kind of went from you know the program being there on face to face, and then for the second semester we, we were it was all virtual. It so was virtual, it, but you guys still did stuff we, hands yeah, on we, face. We still yeah, got yeah, yeah. to come into the labs and stuff like that and do some practical work, which you know it, in that type of you know environment you need to be hands on because and that's yeah, how we designed the program. Right. One of the things that. I always say it. I can give you a book on how to drive a car. Right. It doesn't mean you know how to drive a car. No, and a lot of people in the world don't know how to drive cars. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, also, <laughs> that's also true. So we were at the craft beverage conference. You came up yep. for, uh, for. I mean, you guys are trying to track down some equipment. You yeah, guys are we're, trying to we're really expand. trying to expand. We are, right now, we're currently on a three-barrel system. And then there are brewing processes like you know, on Tuesdays, we do a single batch. Thursdays, we do a double batch. And those Thursdays, you know, it's... That's a twelve-hour day when you're trying to turn over a system, you know. Yeah, that's one really. Batch and yeah, it's not the not, not the necessarily best designed to, right. Yeah, to yeah, do a so, double batch. And, so. uh, and our fermenters, you know, they're seven-barrel fermenters. So, double batching into know, those, sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's when we do our flagship ones in there, like our quail, you know, our, all of our IPAs. We do in that. So we're actually looking to expand to a fifteen-barrel system, probably within the next year. So the way our it's structured right now is we've built out a new tap room. This is post COVID, mm-hmm. and right when they went to open up the tap room, COVID happened. They couldn't open it. So right. <laughs> so, but now it's it's up and running. Uh, this year we started the new barrel room, which now we're going to start doing a bunch of you know uh, saisons, kettle sours, and and uh, barrel aging them, and hopefully release release it like once a month. Uh, or a new one once a while. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah. pretty aggressive yeah, just to start well, yeah, out with. Yeah. But we're pretty headstrong about getting the brewing stuff down. But yeah. uh, And then with the next year, we're going to add on to that and build out the, the newer brewery and uh, do the 15 barrel system there. Okay. And build that. We'll still keep the smaller system for like all of our pilot brews and, you know, our, our meads, sure, and sure. sour, stuff like that. But we're at the point oh, where. Oh, you guys are doing meads as well. We are. So we do. Uh, we're a farmhouse brewery. Let me sure. get a little background for what we do. Yeah. We're a farmhouse brewery. The actual original brewery is at the owner's house. No, it was so in his garage. He, it was in his, well, he built it like a garage, yeah. pretty much. So it's a yeah, it's a little shed. It's a yard. super cool story of uh, how he started. It is, and uh, the the ironic thing is my capstone for a class. I don't know if you remember this. It was that was exactly my idea to have a tap room, you know, on a farmland that are using all your local ingredients that you're sourcing yourself and yep. using it for your beer. So it's kind of ironic when I went to go interview with this guy. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so it kind of worked out. Um, <laughs> and you're like, but, I'll just like, do it for you. Yeah. So do you want do you want my capstone project? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're we're doing uh, meads. We've got our sours. We're we're doing um, cider also. So we've got a license to. You guys all have those. a bunch of different yeah. licenses. Yeah. So you have your vintners license and your brewers notice. We do, yeah, and we're, we've been talking about doing wine, but that's like an, an area I you know I don't really want to get into that too much because it's 
it's there's there's yeah yeah it's a lot i mean i happen to have a friend that works for parker Benz down in was a saluda mm-hmm. and yeah he's run the whole business himself and he's just telling all the horrors he's getting in i'm just like oh, well, wine's a tough I, bi- I mean anything in this beverage industry right now yeah. is, is a tough is a tough business i mean there's nine thousand breweries in the country now that's yeah that's that's a lot. That's all. I mean, it's competition, right? right? I mean, you know, there there's a lot of collaboration, not litigation. I mean, all the tongue in cheek things that people say, but it, it boils down to can you get your product in somebody's hand that's going to willing to give you money? And that's that's one of the harder things to do. I mean, we're not even well. We kind of are distributing right now, so it's it's basically word of mouth. People in the area, you know, come and check out the tap room and love our beer. Uh, I was in a t- in a bar down in Hendersonville, like where I live. It's, five minutes around the corner from me and I happened to be wearing my shirt and he's like, Hey, do you, you know, do you like their beer? I'm like, well, I make this beer. So. Yeah. So, so <laughs> be careful like, what you say yeah, yeah, next. Right. And he was like, well, I love it. You know, I'd love to get you know, a keg or something down yeah. here. And at the time, you know, we weren't selling kegs, but we started canning. And then just this year I wouldn't talk to him some more. And so he was selling cans out of his place and mentioned that, you know, Hey, do you want to kind of get some exposure in your area? So yeah. it's just kind of nice to, you know, he lives up in that area close to the tap room, but works in a bar down there. So it's, it's kind of nice to get a product further down south. So, sure. you know, the names and, the, you know, the recognition's out there. So people it, see And that it. organic growth is the best way to yeah, do it. Yeah. Because if you try to just carpet bomb, you've got product that might not be going off the shelf. You don't have people as excited about it as you. And, right. Yeah. I mean, there's all the snafus that goes with it. Yeah. And it's in like going to a bottle shop and trying to sell your product there. It's like you're competing with everybody. S.K. McGinn, man. There's right. just way too many It's going to sit there on the shelf and it's going to go bad and it's then... Somebody finally buys your product and tastes it, and it's you know it's not the best quality if it's sitting there for a, you know six or seven months. Yeah. So, so as a graduate of AB Tech, you have uh, you've come all the way up to Minneapolis. You've been brewing now yeah. for a couple of years. You've got some stuff under your belt. How did the program at AB Tech prepare you for what you're doing now? So I, I find that. I'm more, and this is not me trying to like brag about myself because I am awesome, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you but, had a culinary background, let's well, be I, honest. I did, yeah, so I originally so, went for yeah. culinary arts years yeah. ago and I, I got tired of that managing people and telling them what to do. So, <laughs> uh, And I was home brewing for a few years. Um, when, uh, actually, so the reason we got to the Asheville area is my wife got a job offer for Sierra Nevada for a pastry chef there. A Sierra so, Nevada, I'm not familiar. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> what, who's this? Like, where are they? Um, but yeah, so I had a background and like home brewing for, for fun. So I decided to, you know, I want to do something that I want to do for my career now. Yeah. And AB Tech just happened to have a program. I'm like, well, let me go check this out. And um, there's so much knowledge that came from it. Because, you know, it went from being a hobby to like, wow, like, you know, well, learning all about the yeast. And I, like I think that when people it. look at it from a hobby perspective and then look at doing it as commercial, right. you know, it's... The difference between driving in a parking lot and then driving in rush hour traffic in downtown LA. Right. I mean, yeah. it's it, you're, you're brewing for yourself five gallons at a time. That's it's great. It's fun because it's, it's, it's what yeah. you're doing for fun. But and now you're costing. You, know, thing. you don't have to worry about cost as much. Right. And, and you know, people yeah. are going to judge your product more since <laughs> it's open to the public versus yes. just your garage. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I'm always partial to my own stuff because I made it. But well, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there's else a sense, sense of pride there. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. But but that being said, like graduating from the from the program, you know. The, the math behind it, you know, just all this, you know, the chemistry behind it, it just, at times I feel more prepared and more knowledgeable than the brewers that were already there because they kind of picked it up from, the owner was a home brewer and sure. he did it for years and he has some awesome recipes and uh, he kind of trained the brewer there that doesn't really have a background brewing, but, you know, kind of picked it up and went along with it. But it's, it was interesting, like, to be able to give my take on, like, well, why this is happening the way it's happening? Like, you know, why are you mashing at this temperature versus, you know, a different temperature? So it's it was it was a lot of stuff that was I was re- very well prepared I guess going into it and also just like 
our internship was a huge help in my, I think without that, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Okay. For example, um, I did an internship at Okawaha in, in uh, Hendersonville, actually. Yep. Good guy. Uh, Joe is a, or the owner there and brewer there, and they're, they're doing good right now. Uh, Karen was also their assistant brewer, and she was a member of the, uh, the program. She, grad- yep. she, was she graduated, graduated year before, before you. Yep. Yeah. So I worked with her for the summertime, and uh, then once I graduated, I took some time off and did my kitchen. <laughs> my my wife told me my job was to to, to re- fix up, the, yeah, kitchen. Fix up okay. the kitchen, make yeah, it yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, during that time, I, I just happened to see an email that you sent out to you know students, which you you know you always. I, well, I try to keep you know I get a lot of folks uh, putting jobs right. across my desk from all now all over the country. I don't know if you've seen some of the ones I have and recently. Seen it where it's kind of like, well, yeah. why are you emailing this? I'm yeah. not going to drive over there for a job. <laughs> well, not but only, no, but it's but, a it's a good thing to have, especially postgraduate. That you yeah. know the the program's looking out for you. And, yeah. and finding jobs, so and that was great because when you sent that blast to everybody, and at, at the time they were just looking for a part-time worker at uh, at uh, the place where I'm now at Turgwa. Yeah, and I just went in there. I talked to the owner Phil Desini and uh, mentioned that you know I did my internship at Oklahoma, and those guys knew each other, so you know, I got a good, good reference from it. So yeah, it's, it's some it really, of that networking that happens with the program really helps you get your foot in. Yeah. Never burn any bridges. <laughs> no, well, I, I, but, I wish more people would understand that. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a great opportunity. I think I'm happy where I'm at. I mean, it's it's really just me and another brewer working in there. It's it's at our own our own kind of pace. I don't want to say it's our own ingredients, but no, there's, there's it, times that we I, your uh, touch is in it. I mean, exactly it's, you, right, you, and it's nice because. You know, we want to try new Kolsch, which they haven't done it. So the owner feels like, well, why don't you take some grains home and try it on your pilot brew and bring in and see how it goes. So there is that kind of collaboration own, a little bit. You know, yeah, creation. yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. So it's, it, it gives more of, you know, my recipes out there also. So. so so now that you're doing it commercially, what have you seen with the trends? Like, what are you drinking now? Because it, it's always I mean, so, funny when I come back to alums right. and, and graduates of the program and I go, okay. You know, you've done all the sensory training. Right. Now you're brewing commercially. Now you're doing all these things. What are, What are you drinking? Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say three things about this. So <laughs> first off, I was a huge IPA guy. Yeah, can't stand them anymore. I'm no, just, because you I'm have to brew them and you smell them all the time. Well, it's that, and it's just like I think the you're fat is it. just. Yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. So I was. I've always been a stout fan and a porter person. I just like a dry Irish stout. So that's why I always brewed at, brewed at home. But going through the program and learning. You know the different yeast strains and stuff. I find myself more looking for a pilsner or some type of lager. You know, <laughs> we have an excellent uh, Mexican lager coming out for Secret de Mayo that we brewed. Awesome, and it's just the, it is the clearest and crisp beer I've ever made. And yeah, it's just like that's like damn, that's my uh, you know, I it's put my footprint on that. One. That's me. <laughs> I'm talking to the other instructor, Mr. Lida, and uh, we we're like, you know, when we go to a place, the first thing we order is the lightest, lowest yeah. alcohol beer, and if that's clean and good. What's well, going to show all the the faults if it's yeah you know, there's, all your, all your diacetyl there's, or yeah, there's whatever, nothing to yeah. hide behind right and so if you guys can make a clean beer mm-hmm. in that style well then I'll trust you with something else yeah. you know it's so one of those things yeah that's why I was like making the stouts because I can mask all the problems if well, there's any in there. <laughs> but but this you know like I said it just shows that you're a good brewer if you can pull off something that's yeah, that it, light it, and crisp a hundred percent it shows your skill it shows your talent it uh it shows you that you understand the process because loggers are not easy to pull off in right. some of the equipment that a lot of folks have yeah no, even I commercial agree. like three barrel system even commercial sized you know three barrel systems if you don't have the right cooling and you don't have mm-hmm. if something's undersized 
you know, if your if your heat exchanger isn't sized appropriately right. to be able to get the work cool enough to pitch the yeast in, I mean, you're you're kind of yeah. That's why glycol is a miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Really, oh, so yeah. you like the? What do you see trend wise? What do you? I mean, you're. You're seeing people coming into the tap room now, back, uh, back face to face a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. What, uh, yeah. What's what's still? I mean, IPAs are still selling. Let's they're, be honest. I mean, it's, 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 they're not going away. No, it, they're it, not. It's, it's here. It's just going to stay. Uh, like hazy IPAs are still a big thing. Yep. Uh, I don't know why, but I mean, it's it, it's, it's it is what it is. And I'm not going to tell people how to drink. Um, I'm starting to see, and to me, I, I kind of like this. and I want to try it. I don't know if there's a real big market for it, but I don't. And I'm sure you've seen it. This uh, like what was it? Uh, carbonated hop hop water. Yes. And it's seltzer, like a, a like hot it's seltzer. Like a yeah. seltzer, but it's non-alcoholic. And my wife brought one home from Sierra Nevada. They, yeah. they let her try it. And I'm out there cutting the grass. And I go, I'm like, want to go for a beer. I'm like, ah, it's still too early. And I grab this hop one. I'm like, this is pretty refreshing. And it's floral. You know, it's so it's pretty good. Yeah. So And it, the cost has got to be low in it. It's just your hops in your water. And obviously, you're just Boil forced covered. Yeah. It. yeah. But so I, I see that kind of growing. And we got to the conference uh, and yesterday. And they had the hop seltzer on the counter. Yeah. The, they were giving it out. So I was like, so apparently, this seems like it's going to be a growing, I don't know, maybe it's just a Fed, well, but. I don't know. Well, Lagunitas came out with one years ago uh, when my wife was pregnant with our second child. Mm-hmm. And he's two now. So this was, I say two years ago, two plus years ago. She had that same hankering for a beer and she didn't want to drink when she was mm-hmm. pregnant. And so I brought home this hop soda and she's like, that scratched the itch. Right. Like with stomach issues and all the other stuff. Right. Pregnancy as you've not you personally, well, not but me. your wife has. <laughs> you know, she she could smell that and be like, okay, I'm satiated from that. Yeah. That kind of uh, that flavor, and so I tried the rest of them. Right, I drank the rest of them. My she wanted like waste, half you know? a one. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's not inexpensive, but it's. Right. Um, so I drank the rest of them, and I was blown away. Like I didn't want to like some of that stuff. Yeah, to me, when I whenever I saw like ready to drink drinks stuff like that, like this is for people that you know love wine coolers and stuff like that. But now I see like a trend, especially and that also ready to drink drinks. Um, the complexity of those are around. getting. Yeah, they're, they're not this cloyingly sweet, uh, syrupy beverage. I mean, they're, the self have really cleaned it up. They have good flavor profiles for mm-hmm. whatever they're kind of targeting. And then some of those flavor profiles are getting like that culinary twist. Yep. Right. Yeah. I was at, uh, well, another uh, program graduate, uh, Rebecca over at Two Trees, and trying one of their, uh, there was one of their hard teas. Yeah. So she, she, yeah, she, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. They've got a, an old fashioned they're doing. They're going to mm-hmm. do a Kentucky Mule. Uh, they have a bourbon and soda, and so she's uh, she's innovated on that side with uh, with the spirits version of these ready to drink products. Right. This seltzer thing from coming from the brew side too. I don't. I I know it's a multi billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. I know one. You know one brand was worth two billion last year. Uh, White Claw. White Claw <laughs> yep. alone was yep. worth White two billion. Claw. And so I don't think that it's going to go from two billion to nothing now. I think there's going to be other people brewing it. I think there's going to be so many options that people will be able to be satiated for that product. And maybe some of those numbers will trend down and people will be like, oh, it's it's over. But it's not, I don't think, I don't it's, think it's going to be, be over. over because there's, there's always going to be somebody that's not drinking beer but wants, you know, something similar to or some alcoholic beverage. It, um, one of the things I did see here when you said non-alcoholic beverage is that trend in non-alcoholic like beverages like that. Right. So uh, not only the hop soda, but like a not... An alcohol-free uh, beer, zero point zero zero. Sam Adams has come. It has a uh, hazy, non-alcoholic IPA, which really, yeah. Well, you can't get it down here in the well, we're in Wisconsin, bro. You can't get it in North Carolina, but it, somehow I want to be able to find this out because apparently this beer tastes 
just like a hazy IPA, even though I'm over them. But I mean, I'd have to try it's it. It's something I would try. I mean, I'd if you to. compare that to, and nothing against Odul's, but if you, you compare those two, say which one would I rather drink? Well, at Heineken came out with that Zero Zero product a while back, mm. and I, I thought that that was a really good representation of what beer is without alcohol. Yeah. I, I was pretty impressed. I, I think it's a good a good alternative to drinking yeah. beer, especially you know I'm, I'm mid forties now, so it's like you know when I was 30, 20, 30, no, love, but it, but love it, those high gravity stuff. It, love it, but, but the fact that you have to drive places, like yeah. you've got a child that right. you have and to my take seat, yeah, you know, take of, places, and, and the like, cost like, may take her from you. Know, <laughs> yeah, right. Like <laughs> all that re- or something. This whole responsibility <laughs> yeah, thing. I don't uh, think who's it's, that guy. But no, I feel like with a non alcoholic beverage, you know, you're going to get that flavor profile without the you know, feel good, whatever, yeah. along the way. You can always have that later that evening when the kids asleep. So. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, really interesting trends coming up. Thanks for stopping by. I know yeah. you've got other uh, equipment to try to track down for Turgwa, so thanks for stopping by, Laser. Uh, stop by anytime. We'll have a, we'll have a beer next time. Sounds good. I'll All right, to come man. Out of this hole. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it. Cheers. We'll, we'll talk soon. Yeah.